0: Welcome to Radiant Church Podcast. Our mission is simple, to see people, love people, enrich people, and launch people. We believe that not only is this mission statement for our church, but God's progression of faith in your life as well. We pray today's message is an encouragement for you to shine a light in your home and in your city. If this is your first time here, my name is Drew, and uh, if it is your first time or if it's been a while since you've been, let me just say this, we are just right in the middle of an entire theme just called Simple Gospel where all we're doing is we are looking at some of the foundational things of our faith and really digging deep and examining what they are, what they mean. And uh, so that way we can understand not only who God is, but how he functions and how he interacts with us. Because God is still alive and active in today's world, and it's important, so important that we uh, grab a hold of him. So I'm thrilled that you are here right before we just go into the scripture. I just uh, want to remind you today that we do have my notes available through the YouVersion app. Would love to have you follow along today under events. And um, that way you can use it not only for today, but also for this week if you would like to do some study on your own too. So, but here's the scripture for today's message. And this is what it's found in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. This is what it says. It says, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Today's message, I want to talk about the process. I want to talk about the process. So last week we talked about God's path that he brings us through for maturity. It's not the path that we would choose, but it's the path of maturity. Today I want to talk about the process because we understand processes all in our lives. And processes are not just step-by-steps that we take, but also with each step comes a certain amount of elements with it to make sure that you have the right amount of elements following in the right amount of steps to produce something that's effective. We see that all in our lives. Everything from something as simple as if you want to cook something or bake something. It's more than just following steps. But no, we've got to have the right ingredients at the right steps at the right time in order for that meal to actually be good. There has got to be a process for working out and for having a healthy lifestyle physically. It's more than just taking the one step of, you know what, I'm going to exercise a little bit. Because you know what? You can exercise all day long, but if right after the exercise, you take the cookies and you dip them in frosting, and that is your entire breakfast, you're following a step, but it's not all the ingredients that are needed at the right time. Is it just me who has ever had a meal of a cookie dipped in frosting? Nobody said yes. Y'all are a bunch of liars. Now, my wife... Now, she's not here. She's, she had a grandma come in town, so I can talk about her. Um, you know, she just bypasses the cookie altogether. She'll take Funfetti Frosting. And I'll see her do this. And, and, and no lie, this is what happens in the winter, home. I can talk about it for a little bit. Is at right about, you know, there's been some weeks, you know, or, or you know, there's been some moments where about two, three o'clock, all of a sudden, she's like, true, I'm just, I'm hangry. I'm just real hangry. And, and I just need something. And I almost feel like I've, my sugar's bottomed out or whatever. And I'm like, cool, what'd you have for lunch? Some fun, <laughs> Like, 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 you put that on something? No, I just had, a, you know, spoon." I'm like, well, is there, is it any wonder? I mean, you didn't put that on some protein or whatever, you know, like, like you can't, you can't rearrange layers of, of Funfetti and get protein and it uh, doesn't work that way. And, uh, <coughs> wow. Okay, cool. This is really fun. So, <laughs> you know, but there's a process, right? You know, uh, I, I, for those who, uh, follow the, Best sport in all the land, uh, NBA. Uh, Sorry, football fans. Sorry, baseball fans. Uh, You know, the the Philadelphia 76ers uh, a couple years ago famously had something that they put in place to create a championship team called The Process. That's sort of what they called it. Where basically, (coughs) excuse me, basically they they tanked on purpose. Uh, It was pretty obvious. Like if one of their players came in and said, I've got an ouchie, I've got a boo boo ouchie on my fingernail, they said, Oh, you got to sit out, you can't play. Because they purposely were terrible in order, so that way they could uh, get better draft picks. And, and, uh, and then my Atlanta Hawks beat them in this year's playoffs. And so how about that for a process, Philadelphia? Boom. You just got triumphed So um, I'm on it today, y'all. Here we go. Hey, yeah. So, you know, but we, but we talk about process, and we get it, we understand it, we see it. But how many times do we not view our faith in terms of process? So often faith is turned into one defining moment where we put our faith in the act of Jesus on the cross. And that, to be clear, is the most defining moment for us where we, not just because we grew up in it and not just because you know we, we want it for some sort of legalistic ritual system, but no, when we actually have that moment, Where through faith and through the work of the Spirit of God, we can understand and we can grasp hold of Jesus Christ, the perfect Son of God, being sent to this earth to die on a cross, to shed his blood, to take the punishment that was deserved for humanity. And he was raised from the dead and sits at the right hand of the Father. And that act is when we, it is the seminal point of our faith where we, believe that Jesus Christ in that act forgives our sins, that restores us in right standing with God, that we know what it's like to have peace with God, the forgiveness of sins, and our identity as children of God secure. That's amazing. It's beautiful. I could spend the rest of my life on that one point. Every Sunday, come in. That's the one point, and that's worthwhile. It's beautiful. We will spend eternity as children of God singing the praises for that act. We will. But so often in churches, we will talk about that one point of faith and we'll forget that that faith is in that moment of Jesus Christ as we put our faith in him is deposited in us. But how that gets out from the inside out takes a process. It takes a little time for us to truly grasp hold and to truly begin to walk out this faith. I don't, I've yet to meet one person who, upon the moment of putting their faith in Jesus Christ walked out of every hangup, every issue, every bit of unforgiveness, and they just walked out perfect. I've yet to meet one person that said, Jesus, I put my faith and trust in you to be my personal Lord and Savior. Amen. And then immediately turned around and said, I got it all together. Woo! It doesn't happen. God deposits his best inside of us at the moment we put our faith in Jesus Christ, but it takes a little time. It takes some ingredients. It takes some elements. It takes God working in us and through us for us to truly begin to live that out. How many people have had that moment where you've been disappointed in your self When you thought that you were mature in something and you thought that you were so spiritual, you thought you were over something, then all of a sudden you have that moment that comes up and you realize that you're not. And you go back and you go, I thought I was past that, Jesus. Or is it just me? We wrestle with our faith. We have moments where we die to ourselves. And it all of a sudden comes up in different arenas as well. The things that I used to wrestle with and struggle with and walk through as a single person are completely different. When all of a sudden I get married to Kim and her and I are walking in marriage and it's no longer just my life, but no, I've got somebody else that's part of it as well. And if we're not careful, we we can fall into the trap of deep discouragement. When the things that we truly are believing for and hope in that we're wanting this growth in our faith and it's not happening on our time frame, and we're going, I guess, I guess this isn't for me. But the truth is, is that as until Jesus Christ calls us home and we get to spend eternity with Him, our faith. And him working through us is a process. My message today is for us to look at some of these steps and ingredients that he brings in the process of bringing faith to life in our lives. And my goal is that you would take what I talk about and what God's scripture teaches and that you would apply it to where you're at. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. Continue to work it. And most importantly, let let us see it for what it is. Let us recognize it in our lives. So you're ready to see how faith works and the process that God pulls it out. You all with me? You all good? All right. So let's talk about the first step. And we're just going to go from the scripture that we just read that talks about a process of faith coming to life. Step one is this. It says, the glory of pressure step 1 with the with the ingredient of growing in our faith is the glory of pressure apostle paul he wrote this he said we also glory in our sufferings if you look at that word sufferings it can it can imply if we're not careful it can imply that all of a sudden that there is a uh, mystical or, or or suffering that takes place purely because we are a Christ follower, almost a persecution of our faith. But really, if you look at that word suffering, and you you look at the original Greek that it was that it was written in, a better translation than just sufferings is the word pressure or friction or being uh, being hemmed in pressure. And see, one of the things that will change our faith and that it will be eye-opening for us is when we recognize that part of God's growth plan, part of his process, is the allowance and the purposeful introduction of pressure. Now we don't see it that way, We just think that life just at times can happen at random. But the truth is, is that God, if he is bringing what he deposited in us out, one of the primary ways he will do it is through pressure. Disclaimer, I'm not talking about the over-extreme, toxic actions and environments that we can find ourselves in. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the things that come in our lives that we didn't plan on, that we didn't necessarily see coming, but that if we're honest, really what it does is it's pressure. And here's what pressure does. Pressure will, pressure will expose itself at the most weakest area. A couple of, couple of weeks ago, I looked at my I, look, I looked at my backyard and I saw some water that was slowly beginning to leak out of a place of grass. I'm like, what in the world's going on? And I dug it up, and what it was is that there was a there was one of my sprinkler pipes that that had a loose fitting on it, and the pressure of water and the pressure of the dirt that was on it was causing that joint to bow out. And every time I ran my sprinkler system, the water would start leaking out of it. That pressure was where the leak was coming out. And what pressure will do in our lives is that it's going to expose some of our weak points. God doesn't do it to shame us. God doesn't do it to make us mad. He does it so that way we would see ourselves in a mirror clearly and we would go, something's got to change. There is a pressure that takes place when we are single waiting on God's best. Because we are waiting and we are believing that God has someone for us. And at times we're dealing with some of the pressure of loneliness. Marriage, as wonderful as it is, it can have a weight and a pressure to it. I tell people all the time, I have a wonderful marriage with my wife. But the thing that marriage has done for me is that it has been a pressure test that exposes at times my own heart and my own selfishness that if it wasn't there, I would have never known what was really in my heart. And that pressure has been the exact environment that I've needed to see myself clearly for God to look and say, Drew, you going to grow up or not? Me working in retail management for six years as I was seeing my friends go to seminary and get their very first pastoral job, and I'm sitting there going, God, this is where you have me. I don't understand. I don't get it. What are you doing? That was a pressure moment. But what it exposed in me was a lack of faith that if my circumstance weren't where I thought they should be, that somehow I forgot that I would fall into the trap of believing that God's promises weren't true, and he had me all along. And what are the pressure moments for you? What is it that you believe is just Accidental. And really what it's doing is it's exposing you. Jesus Christ did this with his, with his disciples. He, he had a disciple by the name of Simon Peter. Simon Peter had a mouth on him. But the problem was Simon Peter, he did not recognize or see as a problem his mouth. And so at the end of the earthly life of Jesus Christ, when he's about to go to the cross, Jesus Christ introduces the exact environment for Simon Peter to expose his mouth. He looked at Simon Peter, he said, You know what? You're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. And Simon Peter said, "Uh Uh-oh, no way. I won't do it. Even if everybody abandons you, Christ, I got your back. Cool, we'll see. Jesus Christ is arrested. Simon Peter, he goes to see what's going on, and a young girl identifies him as a follower of Christ. Three times she approaches him. Three times she brings it up. Three times she said, you are with that man. And by the third time, not only did his lack of faith come out, but he starts cursing at her and says, no way. And that pressure exposed his heart that when the chips were down, when the pressure was on, when the weight was there, he's going to sit there and start blabbing off at the mouth. And when that moment that he did that came and he recognized that what Jesus told him was true, said he, he ran away and he wept bitterly. He saw himself. But see, the apostle Paul said this. "It said, we're supposed to glory in our sufferings. We're supposed to take pride in our pressure. We're supposed to walk around with our head held high and say, guess what? I'm being exposed because of pressure. Woo! Hey, hey, guess what? You know, guess what? When when the chips are down and the pressure's on, I have this incredible need to try to defend myself, especially if I feel that someone is talking about me, and and uh, it's great. I take a whole lot of pride in, in my weaknesses. Yes, we don't do that. Hey, I've never yet met one person that says, you know what? When my wife and I, when we have conflict, I resort to yelling and screaming as opposed to resorting to serving and praying. And the, the, the pressure of that is exposing me. Yippee! I've yet to meet one person that says, when I don't get the promotion I've applied for, I begin to have an internal hissy fit and want to throw the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to my career. I've yet yet to meet one person that does that and admits it. But the Apostle Paul says that when those moments of exposure happen, it's it's a moment of glory. It's a moment of pride. It's a moment that we can say, he's doing it again. I'm embarrassed to say, that the moments of pressure that have happened in my life over over the past 20 years, very rarely have I looked at it and said, oh, snap, he exposed something to me. He's about to do something. Oh, yeah, he must really love me. No. Moments of pressure that have exposed me. I've shaken my fist at him. I've wondered if I'm... I've wondered, do I even belong in the faith at times? There's been times that I've ran. There's been times that I've just done anything else but to say, oh, You're about to be at work. But what if we began to do that? What if we began to take pride in the moments where we get exposed because pressure does it, because there's a purpose in it? And there's incredible, beautiful purpose. And the pressure that he'll put on because he knows us better than we know ourselves. And just like a good parent is going to train their child and is going to love their child and is going to help develop their child, God loves us enough to do that. And how he does it is not through a snap of the fingers, is not through just some genie in the bottle moment, but instead he's going to say, cool, I'm going to help you reach your full potential. Here's the pressure. But not only that, it's not just a moment of pressure, but step two, time added to pressure equals. He said, because we know that suffering, here's the first thing that it produces, it produces perseverance. It's not, I found that I can handle moments of pressure if I don't have to do it over a certain amount of time. I've also, ha- I've also found that I can handle time as long as I don't necessarily have to have pressure during that time. But God loves me enough that the moments that have exposed me the most have been the moments where I've had pressure over a certain amount of time. It was when I was waiting for God's best in Kim, but yet my best friend gets married at 21, 20, excuse me, and I had a three-year wait of that weight on my shoulders. God, do you really see me? God, do you really know me? God, do you really like, like you, you provided for him and I'm way better looking than he is. Can I be real? Like my best friend was an ugly dude and he got him a good looking girl. I'm just telling you how I think, look, hey, let me ask you this. Do y'all want real talk or do y'all want me to kind of pull them punches and not do real talk? All right, because here's what I'll do. Let me go back. Okay, rewind it. Now, hey, here's the non-real talk. Man, my friend, he had some challenges when it came to getting a female, and God provided for him. You want that or you want the real talk? Because this is is where my mind went. God, he got one. And I'm not saying I'm the best-looking thing out there, but I got it all over him, and Man, you just—all I got is crazy girl, crazy girl, crazy girl, crazy girl, crazy girl. And it, but it was that pressure over time. It was the time between Madison and Davis, where we had two miscarriages. And I'm waiting, and I'm going, God, what are you, what, what, what are you doing? It's the season that maybe some, some of your children are in where they're just everything that they know and everything that you've taught them, they're just rebelling from. And, and, and you're dying on the inside as you're seeing them throw away their lives. And if it just happened in a moment, you could handle that, but it's the time element too. And I'm not saying that God makes our kids go crazy. That's not it. But there's something about that pressure filled environment where pressure and time go hand in hand. And we can talk all day long, and I can use the metaphor that's used in churches a thousand times about how, yeah, you know, you know, I know how diamonds get created? Diamonds get created with pressure, right? But when you're going through it, y'all, it's tough. But I'll tell you this. When I look at the history of the Bible and God's word that, that he sends young shepherd boys who slay giants on the run living in caves for 3 years. He makes old men like Abram with the promise of a child wait 50 years. He He puts his chosen disciples in jail cells and makes it, and and allows them to sit there for weeks and months on time. And there's something about that, that yeah, he's exposing us, but he's working towards something. It's not just idle time, it's not just wasted moments. It truly is the beautiful moments, even if it seems like we're dying, that over time, because what he is doing is he's building in us endurance. The things that used to bother you and still maybe even bother you now, you're not meant to carry on. You're not meant to stay the same way. You are not meant to continue over and over and over and over again to deal with the same weaknesses. But instead of God just magically saying, boom, it's over, he will allow pressure over time to build endurance in us. And it's difficult and it's tough and it's beautiful and it's growing all at the same time. To know that for the first two years of Radiant Church, that God allowed me to feel the pressure of finances, personal finances. Of God, and and look, I'll be real with you. God, I took out my retirement for seed money to plant this church And it seems like every four months, I turn around, and there is somebody who said that they were going to sponsor me for a year that can't do it, or there's some moment that we think, yeah, what we see for the finances is going to be stable, and then it's not. Y'all, after our first year of Radiant Church, I thought the finances were stable enough for me to go full-time. Four months into it, I had to back off that and go try to find another job. And I'm sitting there going, God, what are you doing? And and if it was just one moment, cool. But God allowed that pressure to happen for years to finally get me to a place. Two years ago, I looked at my wife with a choice to make. I'd done everything that I could do, and I had a choice to make. I said, Mama, we can either pay our ties or we can pay the mortgage. And I know which one I'm going to do, but I need you to know something God don't come through, I don't know what I'm going to do. And she says, you do it. And it was a pivotal moment because pressure had been building up over time. And really what it was exposing is not the fact that I did or did not believe that God could provide for me. But God, I've got a family. Here I am preaching the gospel. I've got a family. Are you going to provide for them too? Can I trust you with my kids? Because, y'all, I'll tell you, I'm a loner. I'm an introvert. I can shoot. If it was just me, I could sleep in a car. I don't care. All day long. Oh, but when it's my babies and when it's my wife. And I'll tell you, that pressure was something that God began to build endurance in me to the point that after that moment, and I saw how God came through, what happened to me is growth to where I don't worry about money no more. You can ask him, I'm the one that does the bills. I'll tell you, my wife has absolutely all the ability in the world to do the bills, but yet she's got the attention of a squirrel. And, uh, and so I don't know if you want her to pay on the bills, and she'll tell that to you as well. But she'll tell you, if she were to take the stage right now, she'll tell you, Drew, don't worry about money no more. There's a level of freedom that came in a level of endurance, but because there's pressure over time. I wonder what it is that you are so sick of having to face every single day. could it be that what God is wanting to do is work endurance in you have you prayed about it and gotten to the core of what he's truly trying to speak of what he's trying to reveal and maybe God is loving you enough to truly get you to deal with some deep things because he wants you to grow that's what endurance is about when I can look back and I can say stuff that used to bother me don't bother me no more stuff I used to fall into don't don't bother me no more Things that used to be hang-ups for Kim and I, moments of tension. Ain't moments of tension no more. We're moving. We're growing. There's endurance that's there. Step three, exposed, approved, genuine, and solid. So you go through a moment of of perseverance where endurance is built, and that's leading to something where you finally begin to have character. Character is assumed. It's implied that character is purely just a moral compass and moral decisions, and yes, it is, but I love the fact that, again, I lo- y'all, if you want to ever do something for your faith, you realize that if every scripture that you do, all you, uh, that you have, all you've got to do is go to Google and type, and type in that scripture, and at the end of that scripture, put the word lexicon, L-E-X-I-C-O-N, and you will be able to pull up any scripture in the original Language, and you can look at the root words, and you can tell what it means and where it comes from and everything else, and it's wonderful. There you go. There's your study tip for the day. Character, the original Greek, what it really means is not so much that it's just purely on the surface. It's something that implies. It's something that is the evidence of something that has been well-tested. In fact, even one translation, not translate—and one root word, it says this, it's the genuine article. And notice this, because I think everybody in here would say, yeah, I want to have character. But the way God begins to produce that faith in us, to produce that character in us, is that pressure is applied, endurance is built, and enough endurance gets to the point that who we really are gets exposed to, And if that's not good, his grace covers it, and he continues to build in us and continues to walk us through this cycle until finally we get to the point that what's in me is a genuine article. See, God loves you enough that the tests that he will put in your lives, don't think they're going to go away. He's going to continue to build continue to build, continue to build, continue to put pressure till finally what is there truly remains. That's a genuine article. To know that God will build character in me is not a moment of shame. It's a moment of freedom because if I'm not quite there yet, we used to sing it. If you grew up in church, there was a song that I grew up singing as a kid. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How lovingly patient he must be. Thank God. Thank you, Lord. Because he's still working on me. What grace. What grace that my past doesn't have to define me, that my immaturities don't have to remain. My hang-ups don't have to stay that way. As long as I submit to the pressure process. For the person in here, you know that there's areas in your life that is not the genuine article just yet. He's still working on you. And don't you believe for one moment that shame can rob you of what he has for you. Stick with Step four finally is expectantly confident without remorse. Sufferings produce endurance. Endurance produces character. And character produces the strangest thing: it produces hope. And I say that strange because we preach, I preach, that the ultimate source of hope is Jesus Christ, and that is true. He is our source of hope. What I found is as he is working the pressure process in me, we get to the point that there's character and the genuine article is there that through the miraculous work of pressure over time, as he's digging up and digging up and grace and digging up and solidifying areas in my life can finally be solidified to the point that I can have expectations to walk in them because of the process of him working through me. You want to get hope? Stop talking about just hope in theory. But instead, have those moments where you can see just how the pressure process in him working through us That's the good stuff. That's the real stuff. When I'm able to tell you with confidence, I don't worry about money no more. But it took a process for him to do that. There's hope in that. And it's no surprise that there actually began to be some financial success when it comes to my wife's and I's side small business after He made me the genuine article when it comes to that. He is working in me to become the genuine article to have character when it comes to my kids that the generational patterns and curses that exist in my family stop with me and that they're going to walk in a brand new platform to know that I can trust him with my weakness. It is so strange to me, so foreign to me still that I can trust God with my weakness, that I could submit it to him. God, God, I suck at this. And to know that he will begin to work the pressure process to build character. And what that does, that makes my confidence in him grow. Because see, when the pressure's on, what I feel and what I sense is, God, can you be trusted? God, can I trust you with this? God, are you really doing something? God, can I trust? God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still going to trust anyway, even though every instinct in me tells me to run away. But to know trust him with my weakness and he will build in me to know that the roots the deep roots of insecurity that were in me he rooted out through the process of me being married because you can't be insecure long term with someone who knows all of your stuff like Kim does with me. To know that he he used the pressure of marriage to root that out of me gives me hope that any other weakness I can trust him with. To know that the gospel of Jesus Christ not just residing in me But working in me and through me and in your life, there's a confidence that grows. I'm less confident as I get older in myself and my abilities, and more confident every day with I can trust him with this. I can trust him with my doubts. I can trust him with the things I don't understand. I can trust him at times even when I don't know the way. And that's a hope that, as the scripture says, that does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. This is the good stuff. This is the stuff more than just Jesus loves me this, I know, which is powerful. To know that that gospel message translates and transcends and meets me into the pressure moments. Shame can't enter in that. I can't run from that. That is the gospel. Get you to stand as we close, please. Right where you're at, just for privacy, every eye closed, every head bowed. And really, all I'm going to do is give you a moment to talk to God about the process. Who here? Is walking through the process and you're you failed to see glory in the pressure yet. Who here, it's not just the moment, but it's the time aspect that's crushing you. Who here Here is so ashamed because you don't have the character yet that you need, and you need one more time to get back up and submit to the process because it's going to build hope. He won't let you go. Would you pray with me? Could we pray together as we close out this type of worship and we transition into just one more song of lifting up the name of Jesus? Oh, Jesus, thank you. What God loves us enough to grow us. What God loves us enough to introduce pressure. What God allows his message to build in us over time as opposed to demanding perfection from day one. What God knows is better than we know ourselves. What God can work all circumstances for our good and your glory. And what God can be trusted with our weaknesses. Only you. Jesus, our commitment and our prayer today is not that we will be perfect It's impossible. The commitment today is that we will walk out of here one more time submitting to your process. Sometimes your process hurts, but your process is always worth it. And for each and every home, work environment, school environment, social setting that is represented in this place, May the gospel message radiate through us. We'll be careful to give you every ounce of credit and glory, and we love you in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We are here for you in every step of faith you may take. To connect with us, visit our website at radiantmacon.com, or online through Facebook and Instagram through searching the handle at radiantmacon. For further details about Jesus, please visit our website radiantmacon.com/jesus. God bless.